Listen and stream the only talk radio, Freedom 106.5, for the only talk that matter. Good morning, Trinidad and Tobago. This is Freedom 106.5 FM. Speak your mind. So as uh, usual, we have our customary Wednesday morning discussions on the pulse with Rajiv Dipti and we've also got some very special guests that's going to be joining us as well so for those of you that may be new to Freedom 106.5 FM on the pulse because every Wednesday right here on Freedom 106.5 with uh, Rajiv Dipti president of the supermarkets association of Trinidad and Tobago third generation business owner and supermarket operator and today We've got uh, two special guests, and we're going to be talking about a live project. So that's coming up in a short while. Good morning, Rajiv. How are you today? Good morning, Govindan. I am doing all right. And welcome, Trinidad and Tobago, to another edition of On The Pulse, a segment that's brought to you every Wednesday that tackles current issues on the ground and takes you on the pulse of what's happening around TNT today and brings to you a lot of contemporary issues. And I think we're joined live in studio with one of our guests. Am I right, Govin? <clears throat> and allow me to introduce our guest this morning, Mr. Radish Hiralal. Uh, he'll be br- he'll be bringing the live project to us this morning. Um, a project that's very close to me in the industry, of course, and we'll, we'll get into that. He's someone who's had a background in the industry and he's a he's been a personal fitness instructor, spin instructor, and fitness nutrition specialist for the past nine years. He's presently running Everyday Health and Fitness, which was initially established to deliver health, fitness, and nutrition consultancy services to the business sector. With the medical statistics showing continual upswing in cases of non-communicable diseases and the population seemingly not making any significant changes on being guided to make changes to improve their lifestyles that led to this health crisis, he has sought to bring some awareness and relevance to that. Uh, good morning, Mr. Hiralan Radish. Good morning, Rajiv, and good morning to Trinidad and Spago. So, Radish, I'm going to pass it over to you because I think you want to introduce um, a, a, another one of your guests that will be joining us here this morning. Yes, good morning um, to everyone once more. I'll be introducing Shea Logie. She's one of my co-instructors um, with over 15 years experience in the field. So I'll be introducing her um, whenever you all have time to bring her on. So, Radish... Um, and for now that our listeners are acquainted with your background, um, we're talking about the LIFE project this morning. Now, the LIFE project is something that is coming from someone who has had a background of um, interaction within the food and beverage sector, the supermarket sector. He's somebody who's been on the pulse and on the pulse of things he's seen firsthand. Um, what has really contributed to deteriorating lifestyles and deteriorating um, conditions within Trinidad and Tobago and within our, our, our own um, health outcomes. So, Radish, uh, tell us a little bit about the LIFE project in your own words. Okay, so um, I've been involved in fitness over 10 years. Um, I've been certified around around 10 years now. So what happens is that I've always been wanting to get into the field full-time, but because of this quote-unquote fear that um, holds us back, I wasn't able to do that. I've been in the fast-moving consumer goods field for all that time, and being a person in fitness, and I'm seeing nationwide, I would have to visit key accounts in bigger and medium-sized supermarkets nationwide. I'd be seeing the choices people make and it would hit me to see that, you know, an informed population should know better by making proper dietary choices. Um, but then again, I also had to take into consideration a lot of people would not be able to afford proper diets. And affordability is a thing. Um, I heard um, in recent crime symposium at Hyatt, not at Hyatt recently, with the Caribbean um, prime ministers. One of the prime ministers made a comment about poverty and crime not linked together. I would tend to wholly disagree. Um, 
poorer people tend to eat foods that are less, less nutritionally beneficial. A lot of ultra-processed foods and highly processed foods is all they can afford. Um, there is a your microbiome. Whatever you eat has an impact upon your microbiome, which is your gut bacteria. There's a nerve that goes up your spine, from your spine to your brain, called the vagus nerve, which controls almost everything. So if you feed yourself with junk, things that are not nutritionally beneficial, then you cannot get the right signals to your brain. This is the poor person versus the person who is wealthy and, get, and can't afford to eat nutritionally dense foods. Um, there'd be a problem there. So it's a system that actually ensures that the poor man remains poor and the rich man remains rich, which is something I'm very uncomfortable with. Because um, a lot of people, the poorer folks, the people of the lower socioeconomic ladder, these are the ones who um, hit hardest with lifestyle diseases. One of the things that triggered me was about three weeks ago, I was passing in front, in front of the Freeport Health Center and there were crowds, unbelievable crowds, and, and that depressed me because many of these people are not well-to-do and are suffering in silence, having to depend on medication to live. And that was painful to me. Why I choose to care is because, well, I guess we're all built differently. And um, I've had some crises in my life and I've been very low. And I know what it is to feel disadvantaged, depressed, and searching for hope. And many times when these people who are quote unquote sick and stuck with lifestyle diseases, they would find themselves in a hopeless situation. And um, I just see the need to do this. Um, I have a team with me, um, my yogi, which is Abdullah Muhammad. Um, he's been my yoga instructor possibly about eight or nine years now. He's actually the yogi who has been hired by the, Amer the Indian High Commission to do yoga on the boardwalk. That will happen later in June. So that's Abdullah Muhammad. I've shared yogi, she runs fitness by share. Um, she's been in the field over 15 years. And Narissa Gaysiwan, she runs Chi Massage Therapy in Claxtonby. She's a personal friend and the main contributor to this getting this off the ground, this project off the ground. She's been at my side for over 15 years bugging me to get this going, get this going. So we are just about getting a group of people together to provide health, fitness and wellness solutions to the population to create a healthier society. Because if we continue along this trajectory, we're not going to be in a very good place. I met JW downstairs um, in the lobby. And I confirmed with him that there was a Dr. Sophia Muhammad on the morning program. And in an interview with JW, she said one out of every two people in this country are either pre-diabetic or diabetic. That is worrying. And with the amount of obese children you see every single day, could you imagine children having adult diseases, high blood pressure, diabetes, cancer? It's not good for children. It's not good for development as a society. It is not good for the future workforce. Um, so we're becoming a little America in terms of health, fitness, and sickness, and obesity. So we need to do something. We need to do something, and we need to do something now. So that's why we sought to launch the LIFE project. So you've actually been able to link um, this, these outcomes, these um, lack of nutritional awareness, these from your time in the field as a key account representative, and you've been able to, to witness firsthand these, um, these, these adverse life choices, these lifestyle choices, as you've put it, and. Um, the LIFE project really aims to improve awareness, solutions, and, and that kind of thing. I, I see we're joined by one of your colleagues. I, wonder, I would like to welcome Miss Narissa Kisiawan. I believe you gave her a short introduction. I just would like to say hello. Um, welcome, Narissa. Hi, good morning, Rajiv. Good morning, listeners. Good morning, Radish. Good morning. Um, 
I'm Narissa Gisiawan, massage therapist and operator and owner of Chi Massage Experience in Claxton Bay. Um, some years ago, Radish and I were having a conversation. Well, I shouldn't say some years, it was actually quite recently during COVID. And I was having some little weight problems of my own. So I decided to link with Radish and there we had some intense conversations about health, nutrition, exercise and its impact on our, on our overall well-being. It is there, you know, we had these conversations and we said, you know, we have to do something and show Trinidad and Tobago how proper nutrition and a balance with with respect to nutrition, wellness, exercise, and all of that can contribute positively to people's lives. So a little bit about myself. I am the I am a massage therapist. And during my practice over the last five years, I've had lots of clients who came in with NCDs and autoimmune um, illnesses. And I have seen with respect to their progress, when we integrated proper nutrition and exercise together with the massage therapy, they were all able to have a better outlook on life, more mobility, and also better range of motion overall. So I am so happy. I am so, so happy that my friend is able to kickstart this project. And I am so excited to see the impact that we can have on the population in Trinidad and Tobago. I mean, we are starting off in small communities, but I mean, we had our first event a couple Sundays ago. And since we had that event, I will tell you, I have seen a small group of ladies who took the initiative and they have formed a little walking group. So every day they go and they exercise in the Savannah close by. So if in every community we hit, we can impact a small group, eventually we will have an impact on a greater number of people. So I am so excited to be part of this project and to see its progress. Thank you, Narissa. And let me put a question to you at one time because Radish has made a, a point. And, um, you know, I would you, would you say that the link between the lack of nutritional awareness is something that has contributed directly to these poor outcomes. And if so, because I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of several committees, um, um, public committees, such as front of pack labeling, um, and these 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 committees are designed to really provide uh, more of um, awareness. When you speak about the amount of calories, portion control, um, the sodiums and the salts uh, that are these products, would you say that a lack of nutritional awareness has contributed to this paradigm? Most definitely, most definitely. When we look at um, the products that we are purchasing in supermarkets over the counter and stuff, we don't see all the little hidden ingredients that are there. But yes, it does play a big impact because when you do think about it, we okay, let's go back to the grassroots, right? We all came from um, where our forefathers, they would have gone into their yard and they would have picked little herbs, they planted their own food. These foods would not have had chemicals and so attached to it, right? And, you know, if you look at it, the lifespan these people had long ago, it was way longer than people now. So I do think, yes, poor nutrition does play a key part in all of this. So we're going to go to a short commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to dive deeper into this conversation with our two guests here with us this morning, Mr. Radesh Hiralal and Mrs. Narissa Gisewan. Listen and stream the only talk radio, Freedom 106.5, for the only talk that matter. Welcome back to uh, On the Pulse right here on Freedom 106.5 FM. We continue all along with our discussions with Rajiv Dipti and our special guest. Rajiv? Thank you, Govin. And we're back here um, <clears throat> at 9.17 a.m. We're discussing the life project with Mr. Radesh Hiralal and Mr. Narissa Gisewan. Um, We're talking about linking some of these consumption patterns and what we see in some of the stores and, and, and people's choices uh, with some of the, the nutritional outcomes. And, you know, particularly when we think about 
food security. I don't think what you hear a lot about is nutrition security. And Narissa was giving us some facts and background about um, the nutritional choices as well as some fitness-based solutions. But these have to work hand in hand. I'm going to go back to Mr. Radhe Shiralal as he tells us a little bit more about how they they combine the two approaches. Radish? Yeah, well, um, most of us would like to live a long life. So we would like a long lifespan. But most of us would also like a long, like a long health span, right? So we'd like to live long and also be healthy. And to have that, we need to be able to combine all the variables that would allow for that. Proper nutrition, sleep, meditation, exercise, um, all of these things have to be combined in order to achieve these goals, right? Now, the thing about it, um, as we have grown as a society, I don't know if it's called development or underdevelopment, because when you develop, you grow in a positive way. But as we have developed, we have also, yes, we've grown financially, but the stresses of development that brings a lot of sicknesses, a lot of stress, a lot a lack of time, time caught in traffic, all of these things impact upon us and in a negative way. Um, I did a 5K late last year. That was a diabetes association run. And I met, I met some guys and became friends. And well, we would chat with him on WhatsApp, and he would have to leave San Fernando. Beef, well, somewhere after San Fernando on his sub, and he would have to leave there after five in the morning to reach the work. So that's almost three hours in traffic to and from work. And these stresses of quote unquote development, is it really worth it? Right? Um, yes, you have to live, and yes, you have to survive. But the concept of development and the, the consequences of development has hit us and has hit our health and something needs to be done. Um, I don't have all the answers, but we need to, uh, as far as we are concerned, all we can do deal with is health, fitness, nutrition, meditation, movement, along those lines. Um, my time with Abdullah Muhammad doing yoga has had a significant impact upon me. Or well, even though um, our session at um, the launch, there was a woman who was doing the yoga and I had to actually wake her up because she was so calm and relaxed and when meditating. And so it put her to sleep because every single day we have thousands of messages that cloud our brain. And these messages impact on our conscious mind and the media programs you and the messages programs you and you become so confused by so much noise in your head. Um, so there's a lot of uh, consequences of development that we're just trying to do our part. Um, I don't know if I went off topic there, did I? Uh, you know, I, I, I think um, holistic development is something that's very important to the individual. I think that from my standpoint, when we consider when a customer walks into the store, are they interpreting the labeling correctly? Do they understand moderation? Do they understand portion control? Do they understand the effects that some of these chemicals, substances are having on their body? Is it that they have an appreciation for their own patterns of consumption? And as you pointed out earlier, do they when you have to make ends meet on a certain budget that you may have to make some choices um, to opt for some of the unhealthier foods in order to stretch meals. I think these are realities we all have to reconfigure when we discuss our um, health and especially nutrition security. And I think adding an element of holistic development, such as what you're talking about, um, both spiritually and physically, is something that we consider. And I just want to bring Narissa back into the conversation because she was talking about some of these fitness solutions working in tandem with um, with lifestyle developments. Now, Narissa, we, you know the challenges that some of our customers and some of the population would have 
What are some of the challenges they tend to run into and how do you help them overcome it? Be it busy schedules, um, be it that they don't have time. How, how, do, you, how do you speak to these challenges and, and, and get positive outcomes from them? Right, so our day-to-day activities tends to really cloud our overall, you know, participation in our own well-being, right? So sometimes, uh, let's say, okay, everybody have a hectic work schedule or so. And as you say, you don't have time to cook. You don't have time to balance children, work, everything. So sometimes, you know, you just have to put yourself out there. So what my advice is to some of these people really is let us try to make wise choices we walk into the supermarket we see a good deal so you might see okay real pasta selling today boy three for 20. so we want to grab that up but then how are we going to deal with this when we get home in order to give our family the proper balance of nutrition that they need this is where we come in now and we would help them well i in particular would try to show people listen You don't need to go and make a whole pack of pasta. So we try to balance the amount of, say, a quarter cup of your pasta to, um, you know, your vegetables and your meat. Try to show them the picture of a plate and how all of this nutrition would come together. Now, you have to make wiser decisions. In this economic time, it is quite difficult. I mean, if you really look on the shelf, the healthier options, they are quite expensive. So, I mean... It, it, it is a difficult decision to make, but I mean, if we were to use our better judgment as such and say, you know, go to our local farmers and see what is on. I mean, like now we can get certain things um, at a more reasonable price, like say tomatoes, mega lettuce and stuff. I mean, make a salad to go together with your pasta and, you know, grill some chicken or so and, you know, make a meal like that. Now, It's all about balance. Maybe we need to get up a little earlier in the morning, say 10 minutes earlier. This is like something like what Radish would do. He specializes in like high intensity workouts. So you get up in the morning, you need to work out for half an hour. So you just give them a little 10 minutes, give yourself a little 10 minutes, do something, abs and core. You go to work, you come back home, make sure you're prepped, make sure you have your things prepared so that when you get back home, you have your meals done. In order to, I, I don't know if I'm answering this correctly, but this is what I would normally advise clients if they come in and, you know, they're telling me they're struggling with their with their schedules and trying to make things, make ends meet as such. Right. And, you know, Nerissa, as you pointed out, um, it's all about balance. It's all about stretching, um, balancing even the unhealthy options, maybe with some healthy options. You know, I've had some conversations with my colleague um, from the school feeding program. um, And, you know, she would tell me that they have fixed budgets and they have to provide balanced meals on those budgets. And the budgets are, uh, well, you would be a a little put back by what they have to work with, but they have to make ends meet to provide breakfast and lunch on those budgets. Now, yeah. And yeah. Well, what I was going to say is, and that is where now we need to come in. I mean, you would see lots of people coming on social media coming on different platforms radio tv all the different social media platforms and they are putting information out there to help people along the way too so i mean let's use our better judgment there there are resources out there given the economic constraints that we are under i mean let's look for better options sometimes we might need to go to the plant shop and buy the lettuce which selling save a dollar for one. But at the end of the day, if we buy five lettuce selling for a dollar each, right? You get five lettuce in in six weeks time. You understand what I'm saying? So we have to look at different things to put, to to, to make it more affordable for all of us as well. So reading labels in the grocery, on the grocery shelf is one thing, but then when we get home, we also need to figure out ways, but it's really tough. I, I can imagine how tough it can be for a lot of people out there. Yeah, and one of the strategies commonly employed is the preparation of menus to provide background for meal planning. Because when you have a meal planning, you tend to consider what you could prepare on what budget, and you tend to put in um, 
food options that could be swapped out interchangeably if prices are affected in a certain way. Um, is that something you work with on your on with your base of persons to really reflect? Because there's a lot of knowledge-based outcomes that could be um, reflected in a positive way. Is that directed to me? I, I sorry, I missed. Um, either one of the, you guys, Radesh or Narissa. You lost me there. I told you it was directed Narissa. All right. Yeah. So, so we were we were talking about some of these strategies that you guys would employ in your in your sessions uh, with your with your base of persons. Obviously, there's a lot of knowledge based outcomes when you help people to prepare menus, meal planning, um, different strategies to try to get them. Um, a little bit more aware that their nutritional outcomes have heavy um, weigh in very heavily on their on on lifestyle benefits. Okay, well, Rajiv, I'm a bit um, awkward in my in my meal planning schedule and my meal planning sessions with my people. I just go. I try to focus as much as possible on natural foods um, because I'm not. We've been brainwashed by a lot of the marketing and sales quote-unquote gimmicks. That is my feel. I also have a marketing company. So I know the games that I've played upon the minds of um, consumers and customers to actually get them to buy your products. A lot of products are actually made in labs, in particular snacks, right? Um, so the taste receptors in your tongue, they crave these things over and over and over. So I would actually get my people to go natural as much as possible. I mean, fruits and vegetables are a bit costly, but at times like rice right now, so have as much tomato as you can, have as much cabbage as you can. Um, I stay away from imported items, nothing imported. Um, Even apples, I don't have apples. I mean, yes, the apples has nutritional benefit, but the thing about it is that there's a coating on the apples that is preservative. And I would actually, if I have to have an apple, I would peel the skin. Because it makes no sense to me to have an apple. There's a rotten process in everything. And if an apple can be picked and delivered here two months after and still looking good and not rotten, then something is not right. Because everything has to rot in your system. Um, so I would actually focus... With my clients, I would start them off to understand the body, do an analysis. I would actually have to do cleansing for most of my clients. My clients would actually would be starting with green juices. And my green juices, um, there are so much benefits to have green juices, including extra fiber, chlorophyll to your system, significant micronutrients. This would actually cleanse your system. Um, based on our dietary patterns, we have a lot of things that are stuck in our stomach sometimes for months um, some of the most dangerous things that could stay in your stomach for months would be red meat all right and people consume a lot of flour the flour becomes plaque like intestinal plaque in your system so when many people go through a purge an intensive purge you will see colors of matter in the toilet you'll be like whoa where that come from right um, which has to go, which brings me to the concept of poop technology Right, your microbiome is the contains seventy to eighty percent of your body's immunity. And if your microbiome, this is your gut bacteria, is not healthy, you cannot be healthy. If you do not have proper bowel movements, two to three per day, then you will be unhealthy. Your your in your immunity will be affected, and you will get sick. There's no way if ands or buts about it. So proper digestion is key. I endeavored, um, I have a relative who was suffering from indigestion some years ago. That was 20, well, 2001. Um, this is when I was employed at Republic Bank in Port of Spain. And I made a visit to Mother Nature's on Park Street. And out of curiosity, not Mother Nature's, this is Michael, this is not Trevor Sears, not Trevor Sears. Um, so I made a visit to Michael and we spent a long time chatting and um, I became very interested in him. He actually gave me one of the CDs that inspired me, I believe it was by Il Nightingale. And so I've been in this since then, 2001, 
and he taught me a lot about natural nutrition and how it would impact upon your body and your overall health so I've been along these lines of natural nutrition since 2001 thanks to Michael and since then I've helped a significant amount of people for free just give them nutrition advice and exactly tell them how the overall health of your body and your mind and your hair and your eyes and everything else is dependent upon what you put into your body right now what you put into your intestines is one thing but what you put into your mind is another thing because if you feel there's a law of gigo garbage in garbage out if you put rubbish into your mind rubbish is going to come out of your mind right um so what you fill your mind if you fill your mind with good positive i know i remember was it ill nightingale no in napoleon hill focus on the good the clean the pure the positive and the powerful and your life will turn out that way that is what i encourage my clients to do so i would actually do meet my clients do an analysis put them in a green cleansing diet and move from there right um i don't use ultra processed foods or processed foods in any of my plans so everything is natural it's a phase process the i do not believe in this concept of having all these processed um fat burners and chemicals when i have to give protein to people it's all natural protein right um so nothing processed nothing chemicalized so this is how I would work my person. Do an analysis, put them in a natural diet, and you see the results from there. And that's about it. Right. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're discussing the life project with Mr. Radesh Hiralal and guests. We'll be back. Talk, talk is streaming at freedom106.5.com. Welcome back to Freedom 106.5 FM and our discussions on The Pulse with Rajiv Dipti and our special guest today uh, discussing Life Project. Rajiv? Yes, Govin, and thanks again. We're discussing the Life Project and we're talking about the impact of non-communicable diseases on the population and several improvements to lifestyles that can lead to positive outcomes. So we're joined by another guest here in studio, Mrs. Cher Logie. Uh, Mrs. Logie, can you tell us a little bit about your involvement in the LIFE project and give our listeners a little background about yourself as well? Sure, sure. Um, So I am basically a uh, fitness um, instructor, nutritionist, and everything that deals with everything that deals with health and fitness. Um, I apologize. I'm just walking over. I'm at work at the moment. Um, So I'm just taking a short time to introduce myself. Um, So basically, I would conduct the aerobic classes and and those sort of things for the live project. Um, So I come from a background, a fitness background of over 15 years in the business. I'm a physical trainer and, you know, all the likes of it. Thank you, Cher. Um, Can you give us a little insight into why you would want to get involved with the live project and what motivates you um, to see some of these outcomes. Tell us a little bit about the structure of the LIFE project and as we get into the activities coming up in 2023 that I'm sure we'll hear more about. Um. Right. So basically the LIFE project tries to help the general population. So a lot of people, um, they're not really well in terms of their diet is not well. They don't, they're not active enough. And so most of them don't even understand or know that they're not well until they actually have to see the doctor or they get some sort of illness uh, or they're diagnosed with something usually much later in life. So the LIFE project basically tries to assist the general public by trying to get them in a healthy state of mind holistically. So there are different aspects of it. There's a fitness aspect. There is the nutrition aspect, you know, and then there's mindfulness. They all come together to make sure that the population is aware, first of all, of, um, of the, their bodies and of nutrition and of being healthy generally and as a team member I do my part in that I bring the fitness uh, level to the community so that they can get involved in a fun way as well because sometimes you know a lot of people want to stay fit or they want to be active but they think it's boring or they think it's monotonous but there's so many ways you can be motivated through music 
can you know those sort of things so that would be my contribution to it and each team member will have their um their individual um uh, contribution to the team but radish will give you more of the structure of the life project sure appreciate it um and and just one more question share as a fitness instructor do you often encounter people who have some of these non-communicable diseases and when we talk about that for our listeners we're talking about high blood pressure we're talking about sugar we're talking about things that contribute to these um to the to these conditions do you have people that come to you and say i want to make a shift and say i want to see more positive outcomes and, and 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 what are some of the challenges that you encounter well, yes, definitely. The thing about it is they think um, that a lot of people now, I deal with people from different age groups, but usually when you get past a certain age, you know, the health conditions um, or comorbidities tend to catch up with you. But it's not that it's just happening at that age. It would have been happening from a younger age, but it's just that it's catching up because the body is slowing itself down at a lower age and they would have not have been paying attention to their nutrition or that sort of thing. So, yes, I have come across a lot of um, clients that have come to me with um, diabetes, um, they would have had either a stroke in the past or they would have had some sort of um, of life um, issue and then they would want to, a lot of them tend to want a quick fix, but um, there's no such thing as a quick fix. It's, it's a lifestyle. So it will mean it can be fixed, but it's not something that can be fixed quickly. So um, what needs to be done is first of all education on how to live, how to live a healthy lifestyle and then actually implementing that um, into their daily life so it's a lifestyle and not just a quick fix so i i wouldn't recommend okay just go on this crash diet lose weight and you'll be fine um so and that's not how i'd approach it i'd usually say okay let's see what we can introduce into your diet let's see how we can get active let's try to make some steps and that sort of thing so that's how i would usually approach those um clients but yes i believe i've been approached by quite quite a number so Radish, I'm moving it back to you. Thank you, Cher, for that background. And I want you to tell some of our listeners here this morning um, who might be interested in the LIFE project, how can they get involved? How do they reach out to you? And maybe tell us a little bit about the, um, a little bit more about the practical aspects of the LIFE project, the structure, the activities coming up this year. Um, give us some more information. Okay, firstly, um, my number is 794-8477, 794-TIPS, not a crime stopper, but 794-8477, 794-TIPS. Um, we can be reached also at the live project at .tt at gmail.com, the live project tt at gmail.com. Um, our launch began in Claxton Bay. We are moving on to Palmas. Palmas Park would be on the 28th of this month. We have invited all the movers and shakers and influencers in that community, southern community to be with us, including the politicians, because the politicians are influencers and they can't influence the people who follow them and vote for them to come forward and be healthy. Um, our invitations have gone to Miss Kamla Pasabisasa. She lives at one kilometer away from the venue. Um, MPs Dr. Rudal Manilal, Devranan Tanku, Ravi Ratiram, Rishi Sitran. We've also reached out to, to His Worship, the Mayor of San Fernando, Mr. Junior Regrello, MPs um, Brian Manning and Faris Al Rawi, together with the Penal, Penal DB Regional Corporation. Um, who's responsible for the upkeep of the Palmas Park. So we plan to have this um, event in Palmas Park on the 28th of this month. Registration is $60. Um, we're going to have Sunrise Yoga, which is going to be done by Abdullah Mohammed, um, calisthenics and a bodyweight session, which will be done by myself. And we're going to have a dance fitness session that will be done by Shea. Right, so that's going to run from, the venue is going to be open from 6 a.m., to 10 with 10 city is we running from but the actual event itself will be run from seven to nine nine quarter past nine after that event our next booking will be at um extra foods sandy grandy extra foods has jumped on as in this movement i spoke to one of the senior gentlemen the senior managers in fact the mr nightball himself and he was very interested in this project 
And because you see, he's a need for it. You see, he's a need for it because he has staff who are affected by these issues. And so he's very interested in so Extra Foods is jumping on as the first key sponsor for this. What makes us different from any other health and fitness project? Now, when you go to health.gov.tt, there are guidelines for the project that the Ministry of Health will tell you to do. Walks 4,000 to 7,000 steps per day. Drink 8 to 10 glasses of 250 ml water per day. Have fruits and veggies, 2 to 4 servings. Have vegetables, right? But having something on the internet and expecting people to read and follow that, and sorry, those instructions are different from actually reaching out to people. So we are actually going to communities. We are meeting people where they are and we are touching people where they are. I had to give out a lot of green juices when we first uh, at our launch in Claxtonby. Every place we go, we will have these things. Um, we are focusing on only local fruits, and we only be 100% local. Even the um, energy drinks we had was coconut water, right? So that is our energy drink, coconut water. So we're sticking to 100% local. We have um, many things we can offer our people. But the most important thing is change in mindset and to inspire people. One of our national watchwords is discipline. And the pauper and the billionaire has the same 24 hours in the day. How far you reach in life and what becomes of you in your life is how you use those 24 hours. Right? Um, We want people to structure their lives in such a way that they they practice self-love in that they put themselves first. You know, um, when you're in an airplane and the airplane is going to crash or it's going through some turbulence, the face mask will drop down and you tell, put, put this face mask on, right? We want to have that philosophy. You have to take care of yourself before you can take care of your family. Because a lot of times people sacrifice themselves to take care of their loved one and this one and that. But if you are not fully functional, you cannot practice self-love. You cannot take care of anybody else fully to the best of your ability. So we want to have discipline and self-love as part of our movement moving forward. Um, we're gonna pl- we plan to take this to other communities nationwide, but the the structure of this project has to be executed properly before we roll out to different communities. So we uh, have done Claxton Bay, we've done, we're going to do Palmas and San Grande. We have two schools, two prominent secondary schools in San Fernando to do, but that will be rolled out early next month. Um, so the schedule for the live project moving forward would, would be dependent on exactly how corporate TNT jumps on board because um, there's economics of this venture. Because I've had to sacrifice, I've sacrificed my income for from last September to now to make this happen. Because this is my passion. I've had 17 jobs to for thus far in my life. And health and fitness is where I belong. So I do believe that um, this is where I belong and I'm gonna make it happen. So there's economics of it and we need corporate TNT to jump on board because the healthier population we have is the better people can perform. The better people can f- perform, the more money they make. The more money they make is the more money they spend. So it's like a circular flow of income, right? And we need to have a happier, healthier population to take us out of this negative downslide we're going to. Because so many people, every single day, are showing up at hospitals and health centers with this issue or that issue, and it does not look good. It hurts me. I, mean, I passed in front of Montrose Vedic last week, and the amount of big children I saw was very depressing. So that's basically how the project is structured going forward. Um, we have a couple confirmed dates. After the confirmed dates, we're going to have to deal with those two secondary schools down south. And we're open to different communities reaching out to us, and everything will be proceeding in a structured way. And we have to there are a few deficiencies in our 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 structure right now that has to be ironed out. We plan a significant web presence and to guide people, right? And we are going to be in touch with people. 
Narissa earlier mentioned those five people in Claxton Bay who took it upon their own to start working out after our launch. We're going to have to make sure that five becomes 10, becomes 15. And those 15 people have to touch, but they touch for their families and their families' families. So we would have less than 15, 20 families from that specific area who are becoming healthier. The children are becoming healthier. The children are becoming fitter. Your cognitive abilities are superior because you've begun to take care of yourself. So it's a long road ahead and we invite much people to join us, contact us, reach out to us, support us. And um, that's basically the gist of the life project for now. Thank you, Radish. We're going to go to a short break, and when we come back, we're going to take some phone calls. Stay with us. That's right. And of course, to remind you of a studio number 6273-223-625-2257, and your messages on WhatsApp 306-1065 when we return. Is streaming at freedom106.5.com. And we're back, Freedom 106.5 FM. It's just about 9.52 this Wednesday morning. And of course, uh, we can open up the phone lines for your call 627-323-625-2257 and your messages on WhatsApp 306-1065. If you got any questions about uh, the live project and how you can get involved as well, uh, your calls are definitely welcome. We have a couple messages as well coming in. A message from uh, 385 saying good morning or thanks. Good morning, Coven. Fantastic program. I will definitely look into joining the live project. It seems very interesting. I think it has a lot to offer and I believe in a holistic approach to one's well-being. So definitely the listeners are seeing the benefit of the project and um, I'm sure you'll get some persons to participate as well. Uh, Rajiv? Yeah, I think it's a really transformative project, Govin. I think that when you look at the approach that they're taking, it's it's really um, it's really every aspect of it, mental, phys- um, fitness-based, and nutrition-based. And I definitely think we need more of that in Trinidad right now. Yeah, definitely. And we do have a call online. Let's see who's with us. Hello, good morning. Hi, morning, Govin, and morning to your, your guest. Um, I'm listening to the program, and um, from what I gather from it, it's a program all focusing on um, the sighted community. Um, do you guys have a, a, a program and are willing to um, implement it within the disabled community as well, and more so the visually impaired community? Thanks, I'll listen okay. Thank you for your call. We will be tackling all segments of this society. Um, differently able people and vision impaired, these are specialized skills. Right now, the thing about it, um, whenever we visit communities nationwide, we invite members of those communities where we visit. They would have specialists in those fields. We have been in contact with medical professionals, a psychologist, um, a couple doctors. We have a cardiologist who is going to be on board shortly. But with relation to the different ability community, there are different bodily functions that would limit their progress and ability to exercise as effectively as an able, able person would be able to exercise. Those are specialist skills. We are in the process of recruiting personnel. I am right now, I'm actually being trained um, by Harvard Medical School to on a new diabetes program. So I, I, each specialist, specialism requires specialist skill, right? We have not yet tapped into the resource to deal with differently able people, but we will, because it is our goal to help every single citizen of Trinidad Tobago, because we all need help, as much help as we could, because we all are together. We have to grow together to become the best version of ourselves together, and this is not going to exclude anyone. So yes, we will be having people to look after those specific aspects. So definitely on the agenda as the project continues to unfold and yeah, develop yeah. Uh, over time. Okay, and uh, six two seven three two two three six two five two two five seven. We've got just a couple of minutes again, and um, yeah. So Rajiv, yeah. So I I think that the live project is something that's needed right now. I think that um, what Radish and his team is doing is extremely good, and I will pass it over to Radish. Maybe just a 
um, tell our listeners um, once again how they can get involved and what are some of the activities that they can look forward to and also um, a final floor for Narissa as well. She's still with us. Narissa, you go, you can go first and then we can pass it over to Radish. There's Narissa there. Yeah, I think we're just waiting for her to uh, unmute. Um, would you like to go ahead, Radish, in the interim? Well, um, as I said, we uh, have two scheduled events next at Palmer's Park on the 28th and then at um, Extra Food Sandy Grandi on the 4th. We will be going to communities nationwide, but before we do so, we need to have our structure in place. Things are still forming. Um, I need to, each of those communities we visited, we need to build a cadre of qualified personnel to look after those people. I cannot be coming from Central Rinda to Sandy Grande to go visit clients. Those people in the communities right. who need help. So we are in the process of building that cadre of qualified personnel to look after those people. And the thing about it, this is free to the community. Corporate TNT is their rule to have corporate social responsibility to look after the citizens who purchase from them. So we are in the process of doing that. So building the cadre on the team of qualified professionals to deal with people in respective communities. Right? Um, so there I see you there. Yeah, I'm here. So yeah, as Radish said, it's really to create a network within the community so that we can all be each other's keeper. Um, during the segment, I I looked at our logo again, and these words stand out to me. Um, transformation, inspiration, positivity, and motivation. So the whole goal of the LIFE project is really to inspire people within the community to spread positivity so that we can motivate each other and in the end create transformation. So that's how I see the LIFE project and uh, that's also the vision of all of the members. And this is what we would like to spread as we go from one place to the next. Fantastic. And I, I want to say thank you for being on the program with us this morning. I actually look forward to hearing more about your progress and um, more of the corporate involvement getting involved um and i think that what you what you're doing is incredibly um much needed right now in trinidad and tobago so thank you both for being on the call this morning and i pass it back to COVID. thank you so much rajiv and our special guest today telling us all about our live project and um Rajesh, as, as we wrap up just one final plug um once more i can be contacted at 794-8477 or the live project .tt at gmail.com we invite corporate TNT in the respective communities to come on board um, for the next at Palmer's Gardens in San Fernando on the 20th. So we encourage the business community from that area to get involved in this project. And then we're on to Extra Foods on the 4th of next month, June. So we encourage them to come on board, right? Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. Thank you, Rajiv. Sure, no problem. And turn on to and I'm, I'm sure later on you'll be having social media handles yeah. and yeah. so on so persons yeah. could, um, could look out for that. So we'll definitely keep in contact. So thanks again, Rajiv. And of course, a very special guest today on Freedom 106.5 FM. Talk, Talk is streaming at freedom106.5.com.